Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled Sharing God's Gift, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on September 23rd, 2018. Well, I'm excited with you to be here with you this morning. Uh, we're going to continue in our series that we are calling the Inexpressible Gift. We are in 2 Corinthians. So if you would grab your iPhones, iPads, your Bibles. Um, if you don't have a Bible with you this morning, there's Bibles under the chairs there. You are welcome to use those. And also, just as a reminder, you are welcome to take one if you need one or take one if you know someone that needs one. Uh, we have plenty of them and we have a, a wonderful bookstore in the Strip Center. Put a little plug there that we'll get more from if we need to. All right. So let's use those Bibles. Let's open them up. Um, what I want to do this morning with you is I want to start out by reading the words of a song that we're going to sing actually at the end of the service this morning. And it's from a gentleman by the name of David Crowder. And uh, the title of the song is Come As You Are. And here's just a little bit of the song here. He says, lay down your burdens, lay down your shame. All who are broken, lift up your face. Wanderer, come home. You're not too far. So lay down your hurt. Lay down your heart. Come as you are. As we look at this book, 2 Corinthians, this letter to the church, last week Alan shared with us the afflictions and the struggles that, that life sometimes brings. But even in the midst of the toughest moments, even in the hardest moments of life, in the midst of the afflictions that we will face, we have a hope. And his name is Jesus Christ. So Jesus tells us to come as we are, to, to lay down our hearts, to lay down our burdens, to lift up our weary faces and look to him. We'll see in this book as we read that Paul himself faced many difficulties and yet he chose to see the possibilities instead of the obstacles. We'll see that instead of focusing on the problems, Paul offered solutions See, you and I, there's no question we'll face difficulties in life. Whether they're self-inflicted or out of our own control, we'll face tough moments in life. The question that we have to ask ourselves is how will we respond? Who will we turn to? What will we do in those moments? See, it's easy to get discouraged in these tough moments and, and we'll be tempted to abandon God, to walk away, to disconnect from the body of Christ, to move on down the road and kind of isolate ourselves. I don't know if you've ever heard this acronym. It's called HIT. And, and usually when the devil attacks, he likes to hit us. And it's usually when we're, we're hungry, not only physically but spiritually. But when we isolate ourselves, we disconnect from the body of Christ, we, we seem to kind of just want to stay home, stay in bed and hide our faces. Or when we're tired. And tired isn't just an aspect of, of, of work and, and physical labor, but sometimes tired is, is an element of, of emotional struggles, emotional worries, emotional moments in life that just wear us down. And the temptation is just to walk away, to isolate ourselves. But we see here in our passage this morning that Paul refused to give up on the people. Instead, he chose to focus on the possibilities for growth 
rather than the many obstacles that he faced. See, Paul decided to consider the opportunities instead of the opposition. See, you and I will have opposition in life, but God gives us opportunity. See, our situation in today's world, in today's times, might be different. Yet there are a lot of similarities. See, our world is changing rapidly and to kind of keep up with all the things that are going on, it seems to be difficult. And yet we try to keep up, we try to stay in tune. God has created moments for us as our world changes, as we face these difficulties, as we go through these afflictions. God has created moments for us to share this gift. And I believe in no matter what moment you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with right now, no matter what you're facing, whether it be great or bad or sad or worry or difficulty, no matter what it is, God is at work right now. And he's allowing you to go through these moments. He's allowing you to have this season in life so that he can teach you some things. And I think that's what Paul shows us here is that life will be hard, life will be tough, but God is always at work. God is always showing us things and moving us to that next place. So this morning what I want us to do is do what Paul did. I want us to focus on the opportunities instead of the increasing opposition. See, the truth is that we'll have endless opportunities to share this gift, endless opportunities to understand this gift that God has given us, this salvation, this hope through Jesus Christ. And in every moment and every day, we have an opportunity to share this faith, this hope, and this love that we've been given. So if you would, bow your heads with me, and let's pray before we read God's word. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you that we get to gather together. And we gather in Jesus' name, Father. We gather here to sing songs, to, to worship you, to praise you, to give you glory, to honor you, Father. But we also gather to worship through your, wor- through your word. Father, we pray that you would teach us this morning, that you would guide us, that your spirit would fill us and show us the things that you have for us, that you would open our eyes, open our hearts, and help us to have a greater understanding to gain insight to the things that you desire for us, the things that you want for us, Father. And Father, as we hear these things, as we learn these things, as we discover these things, our prayer this morning is is that not only would we apply them to our lives, but that we would help others to know this love and this hope that we have, that we would share this gift. Because Father, it truly is a gift and it was meant to be shared. So Father, I pray your blessing upon this time that you'd fill us, that you'd guide us and that you'd show us the things that you'd have for us, Lord, and that we would respond, that we would give back. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we do it all in Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 this morning and we're gonna read the, the last few verses of the chapter starting in verse 12. Paul has come to a place here and, and he's gonna kind of guide us with some expectations here. Starting in verse 12, it says, When I came to Tros to preach the gospel of Christ, even though a door was open for me in the Lord, my spirit was not at rest because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I took leave of them and went to Macedonia. But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession 
and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are, being, who are perishing. To one a fragrance from death to death, to the other a fragrance from life to life, who is sufficient for these things. For we are not, like so many, peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. So I want us this morning to just kind of go down a path here of considering the expectations that Paul shares us within this text and the challenge of sharing this gift every single day. The first thing that we see is that, that each day is an opportunity. If you look again at verses 12 and 13, Paul says, when I came to Tros to preach the gospel of Christ, even though a door was open for me in the Lord, my spirit was, at, was not at rest because I didn't find my brother Titus there. So I took leave of them and I went on to Macedonia. There's a, there's a couple of things here that we can note about this opportunity that not only Paul has been given, but that we have been given. Is one is that, that God provides. And every step that we take, God's provision is there. It's that saying where God guides, God provides, right? See, Paul went to this town in faith, knowing that God would provide a way for him to share the gift of the gospel. See, we too must determine to go. We must determine to follow God's leading, knowing that God will provide. And usually that's the variable there, is that, that we're fearful to take that step of faith because we're not sure if the provision will be there. We're not sure if what, what, when we get there, we'll have what we need. But see, God provides. See, we go knowing that God will provide the opportunities as we take these steps of faith as we trust in the hope of Jesus Christ and we follow this path that he set before us. My favorite verse, Psalm 1611, it'll be on the screen there. It says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. See, where we make our mistake is that we forget that God provides for us in every way. And in our minds, we think of provision as just financial. We think of provision as, as just having things in our life that help us to feel good. But see, God gives us the essentials for this life that he created of us. He creates the light for the path. He guides us as we take these steps. Have you, have you ever thought to yourself to be thankful for the light? <laughs> I think about that. Have you ever walked in the dark? <laughs> it's hard. See, God gives us these things. He provides for us. See, the other thing that we see here that, is that there will be problems. We're going to face tough moments in these. As we take steps of faith, as we move together as the body of Christ, as we seek to live our lives for Jesus Christ, I'll tell you, there's going to be problems. We're going to face opposition. And if you don't believe me, I want you to try something. Go to wherever you go on a weekly basis. Maybe it's a store. Maybe it's a coffee shop. Maybe it's some, And just stand up on a chair or stand up in front of the crowd that you're in and just say, I want to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ right now. 
<laughs> I want to share my faith with every person. So please come forward if you'd like to listen. And just kind of watch how the crowd responds. I know I'm not expecting you to do that, but, but we'll face opposition. There'll be people that will come against. And sometimes it's even our own family. Sometimes in our relationships, when we, when we stand for Jesus, we'll, we'll, we'll be in opposition with our own children, with our own spouses, with our own family members. See, Paul says there's going to be problems. Look in verse 13, the first part of it. We, we see that, that Paul is uneasy. He says, my spirit was not at rest, and it wasn't because I couldn't find my brother Titus there. See, his partner in ministry wasn't there. He kind of felt alone maybe. Maybe he was wondering, you know, how am I going to do this? How am I going to minister into this, these people and stand up and proclaim the name of Jesus without my partner in the gospel? Well, we don't really know the facts behind it all, but we do know that Paul was feeling uneasy, that he was troubled. I, I want to, I would kind of wonder as you, as you take steps of faith, as you move towards a deeper love for Jesus Christ, are there moments for you that, that you feel troubled? Are there moments for, for us that, that we just feel heavy-hearted or, or just not sure if we're in the right place? I, I got to imagine there is. Well, I want you to listen to what God says to us through the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 41.10. He says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. See, not only does God give us opportunity to share this gift each and every day, but he also provides for us and he helps us in those tough moments. He helps us to walk through the valley of shadow of death, to fear no evil because he is with us. He will uphold us. See, sadly enough in the world today, as broken and fallen as it is, we, we will face problems. There's, there's no question. And if you don't have an opportunity to face problems, I'm, I'm kind of wondering maybe you're not getting out in the world too much. Because <laughs> there, there will be problems. We'll face these things. But I, I want to encourage us this morning that, that whatever problem you're facing, whatever thing you're up against, whatever tough moment you're in, don't allow it to hinder your faith. Put your trust in Jesus. See, this is the gift that's inexpressible, the gift of grace, the gift of hope, the gift of eternal life, and it comes through Jesus Christ, and it comes through us putting our faith in him, especially in the tough moments and even in the good moments. See, what happens, we tend to have good moments, good days, and we get self-reliant and self-dependent. And we kind of put Jesus back on the shelf. Like, I'll save you for later because I'm doing okay right now. But see, God wants us to come to him all the time because each and every day we have an opportunity to share this gift. And we need to trust him. We need to remember that he'll uphold us with his righteous right hand. Isn't that a beautiful picture? I mean, you think about God and how great and, and mighty and how he created the heavens and the earth. And yet we, we get to sit in his hands. He upholds us with his righteous right hands. 
For me, that, that's such a beautiful picture. It's a picture that, that I want to think about every single day and remind myself about this gift that God has given us. The comfort, the peace that comes from being in the hands of God, in the presence of God. See, I want to remind us this morning that if we focus our hearts and we seek to look for the opportunities, even in the toughest of moments, we'll see God at work and it'll help us to move towards the things that God has for us in faith, with hope, knowing that God is in control. See, and when we do that, we'll do this next thing that Paul talks about here. It's each day brings optimism. Listen to what he says here in verses 14 and 15 in our passage. He starts out by saying, but thanks be to God. Tough moment, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. I want to ask you this morning, what, what are some of your first thoughts when you get out of bed? I know for all of us it's probably different because some people are morning people, some people aren't so much, you know. Some people are night owls, some people not so much. I, I wonder what, what's your first thought as you get, get out of bed? Is it, is it, Praise God, I have a new day? Is it, thank you Jesus, my eyes opened, I have breath? As you get older, that's usually what we lean towards, right? (laughs) For you younger ones, it's like, thank you Jesus, I sell my mom cooking in the kitchen. Mm, Good stuff, you know? I don't get that anymore. I don't get breakfast. I got to make my own, darn it. (laughs) I know, my wife's shaking her head at me. I had to put that one in there. It's a little inside joke we have. She'll tell you about it later. You can ask her. (laughs) But she don't like that joke. No, she doesn't. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Uh, But I keep telling it, darn it. But what do you say when you get out of bed? You know, people ask me because I love Mondays. I, I think they're probably the second best day of the week outside of Sunday. And the reason why I love Mondays is because I see it as a new opportunity. It's a fresh week. You know, last week is gone. Whatever I did wrong, whatever things happened last week, it's over. Today is Monday. Whole new week, whole new opportunity. There's an optimism. There's an excitement about the newness of that week for me. Others hate Mondays. Others just don't look forward to them at all for whatever reason. And we all have our reasonings behind it. But the reality comes to this, is that do we, do we see our lives as half full or do we see them as half empty? Do we have an optimism, an excitement about the hope and the faith that God has given us through Christ Jesus, this inexpressible gift that we've been given? Or do we walk through life lethargic, half empty, always complaining, always wondering, See, because the reality is we have a choice here. It's a decision that we'll make each and every single day. And even though Paul was in this tough moment, even though he had this uneasiness as he traveled from town to town and moved on to the next, immediately he says, but thanks be to God. Because we, we as believers have opportunity. And in that opportunity, there should be optimism because God is at work in us 
and God is at work through us. We are the fragrance of the knowledge of Jesus Christ everywhere we go. I wonder what kind of odor you put off. <laughs> Don't take offense to that. I'm not saying you need deodorant, I promise. I just wonder, as, as we live our lives, as we leave Sunday morning and we, we walk on this journey, on this path that's that set before us, as we go into the workplace, as we drive down the road, as we go to the stores that we shop at, what kind of fragrance are we leaving behind? I had a, a great friend share a message one time years back. He went to visit Israel and he did some things out there missionary-wise and he was working in the town and he went into this bookstore and he had this great conversation with a, a gentleman that was from the town that owned this bookstore. And he asked the gentleman just very frankly, he says, hey, how come you don't believe in the Messiah, Jesus Christ? And it was interesting, this gentleman's response. He simply said this, he says, I've tasted of that fruit and I don't like the taste. And what he was talking about was God's people. Sadly enough, he was talking about the followers of Jesus Christ. He wasn't talking about Jesus himself. He was talking about those that follow Jesus. See, every day brings optimism. Every day that we open our eyes, we gotta remember and remind ourselves that God has given us a new day and we have opportunity to share this gift. Listen to what Paul says in Philippians 1, verses 6 and, six and 7. He says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart, for you are the partakers with me. You are all partakers with me of grace both in my imprisonment and in the defense and the confirmation of the gospel. Now, if that isn't a reason to be hopeful, I don't know what is. See, he's summing up everything that he's talking to us here in 2 Corinthians about. He's saying that we all have, have activity, we're all participants in this thing that we call grace. This gift that's been given to each and every one of us. And he believes it with all of his heart because he is witness this Jesus, he's experienced the hope and the grace of Jesus Christ. And whether we're imprisoned, whether we have a tough moment, whether we have a great moment, it's all confirmation of this great gift. See, we have reason to be hopeful. God is at work in you. God is in wor at work in me. And you and I have been invited to help Really, we get to help is how we should see it. If we're looking at it optimistically, the, the, the way we should respond is saying we get to help. It's not we have to help. It's we get to help. God has invited us in on something so great, something that we should share. It's the gift of salvation and we should share it with everyone. And as we do that, we'll share this beautiful aroma of who Jesus Christ is. Really that sweet, sweet smell is the fragrance of a Savior that loves us so much, that cares so much for each and every person. And we'll just be image bearers of that. We'll share that. See, the reality in this life, sadly enough, is our cup will always only be half full. 
We may not get everything that we want, but God promises us he'll give us everything that we need. Amen to that? Do you believe that this morning? Do you trust that this morning? I hope you do. Because God promises us that. He'll give us everything that we need. He's provided the way. His light will light up our path. And not only will he light up our path, but he'll guide us in that path. And in his presence, we'll feel, feel the greatest pleasures. We'll feel the greatest joy. But we have to walk in faith. See, you and I, we can wake up every morning saying, praise God. Blessed be the name of God because he has given us a new day, a new opportunity. See, it's all about receiving and sharing this gift that God has given all of us. And this hope, this grace, it all rests in Jesus Christ. Well, what's our next step? It's just simply this, the last thing that Paul shares with us. Each day, we offer our obedience. There's the tough part. Verse 17, listen to how he ends this. He says, For we are not, like so many, peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, in the sight of God, we speak in who? We speak in Christ. See, each day, we offer our obedience. We don't speak for ourselves. We don't speak in our own strength. Out of obedience, we speak in Christ. And each and every believer, every person that has professed the name of Jesus Christ, that it says, I believe in Jesus, has been called. Right? That's a big church word, right? Called, even though it's a small word, it's a big word. And sometimes we don't understand that call. You know, well, what is God calling me to do? Paul says it here. He wants us to walk in sincerity as commissioned by God. See, we hold something. As we profess the name of Jesus Christ, we hold a gift. And we should hold it not like this. We should hold it like this. See, because what God does when we hold this gift like this is God puts things in our hands. He gives us the privilege and the honor to help him. He gives us the moments and the opportunities. He gives us the hope and the joy and the the opportunity to share this gift. But he wants us to hold it like this, willing to let it go, willing to share it. So our posture should always be like this in the presence of God. God, you give, you provide, but you also take away. And whatever your will be done, I want to walk in obedience to you. See, that's the hard part. Because when we get something, when we've been given something, we do this. We want to hold on to it. And and I understand that. I I get that. But what I'm asking us today as a church, what what God is asking each and every one of us to do is to to move to this posture, to open-handedness, trusting that God's going to give, God's going to provide but also trusting that when God takes away, when God asks us to give to somebody else or for something else, that we trust him in that. That in faith, that we move and we speak in Christ. That we believe and that we trust that God is in control and that he'll care for us in every way. And that, that not, that's not just with the love that we have. That, that's not just with our time that we have.
But that's with everything we have, all of our resources. That means we hold our kids like this. That means we hold our spouse like this. That means we hold each other as the body of Christ like this. Whatever we've been given, we hold with open hands, trusting and believing. So the question is, what will you do with this gift? How will you use it? How will you share it? Well, as an act of obedience, we are commanded to share the gospel. Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. The great commission, right? Jesus comes to them and he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Verse 19, he says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. See, there's, there's three things that we see here in this passage. Passages. One is people of faith, his disciples, his followers. We see baptism, his followers helping others to move into the newness of life, right? The old is gone, the new life is here. That's why we do water baptisms, right? That step of faith, following Christ in a biblical baptism. And then we see discipleship. We see obedience. Being a disciple means we are a discipler. Not only do we disciple others, but we are discipled by others. See, this passage tells us out of obedience, listening to God's command, being commissioned, being called by God, as men of sincerity, we help others move to faith, we walk them through believers' baptism, and then we help them to know what God's word says and how to live by it, how to apply it to our lives because we're not only hearers of the word, but we are what? Doers of the word. It's a lifestyle. It's who we are and it comes through obedience. See, our, our first act of obedience as a believer is simply receiving and accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's the first act of obedience, if you think about that. Even though we don't know we're being obedient, we are, because we sense God stirring in our heart. We, we come to that moment where, where Jesus is a reality, and we see the God that created us and loved us so much that he gave his son to die on a cross to pay a price that, that I could never pay. And in response to that, we surrender, we give, we give ourselves, we give our lives, all that we are, our first act of obedience. We bow our hearts, we bow our lives and surrender. And then we take steps of faith, we move to the aspect of understanding that God is gonna give us this opportunity, he's gonna give us the optimism, our glasses are, are yeah, they're only half full, but they're half full. We have everything that we need God is going to provide and we just need to stay faithful and keep moving in obedience to the word of God. Well, this morning, as we kind of end our time together, I just want to ask you, are you ready to acknowledge that you need this gift? Wherever you are, whatever moment of life, whatever season of life you're in, have you acknowledged that you 
personally need this gift? Not your spouse, not your kids, but have you acknowledged that you need this gift? I want to ask you this morning to respond to how God is speaking to you. Because I don't know where you are this morning. I, I don't know the things that you brought with you. I don't know the burdens that you carry. I don't know the weight of sin that may consume you. But I do know that there's freedom. There's freedom in Christ Jesus. You know, Pastor Jason shared with us this morning, and, and uh, I'm going to share it with you now. Uh, a beautiful passage. I didn't have it in my notes, so it's not going to be on your screen there. But uh, a beautiful passage this morning. I think it's a, an appropriate reminder for us. And it's uh, Galatians, what was it again? 5 1. Thank you. Galatians 5 1. Listen to what Paul says here. He says, For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore. And do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. No matter what's going on in your life, stand firm. Because we have been freed through Christ Jesus. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you this morning for your love, for your grace. Father, you remind us that that we can lay down our burdens. That we can lay down our shame. That really, we, we all are broken We all fall short. We all miss the mark. But because of Jesus Christ, we can lift up our faith. Because of the love that you showed us through the cross, we can come home that we're never too far. That you're always right there with us, Father. We just have to turn to you, trust you, put our faith in you, and believe not only that we've been forgiven, Father, but that you love us, that you'll wash us clean, and that you'll create a new life for us. Father, you created this life for us with a purpose. Father, you have a plan. And there's going to be moments when, Father, we we don't understand or we feel uneasy. But Father, in those moments, remind us. Remind us of this faith. Remind us of the hope that we have through your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, together as your body, together as your church, Our prayer is that wherever we are, whatever's going on, Father, that that you would speak to us. Father, that you would stir our hearts, that we would stir each other up as we gather, that you would move us closer to a deeper love, a deeper relationship with you, Father, and that we'd help each other to move to that, that we'd encourage one another, that we'd point each other, knowing that, that the work that you've began in us, that you'll see it through to the end to the day that Jesus comes, home, comes to take us home. Father, we believe in you and we trust in you, Father. And in these next few moments as we sing this song, Father, we're going to lay our burdens at the cross. We're going to lay our hearts. We're going to lay everything before you. And we're going to ask, Father, that you free us. Free us from this yoke. That you deliver us from the bondage of sin. That you deliver us from these moments. That you comfort us through our afflictions that you would hold us in your righteous right hand. Father, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, in the next few moments, we're gonna sing this last song and it's simply, come as you are. And I wanna ask you, feel free. 
this is, this is a safe place, the body of Christ. If you want to come forward and make this your altar, if you want to bow before the throne, before the cross, and just worship your God, if you need prayer, there's pastors that will be available to pray with you. There's other people around you that you can pray with. But let's sing this song. Let's come as we are, laying it all before the throne of grace, before the God that loves us so much. And let's trust him. Let's take that step of faith. Amen? Amen. Thank you for listening, and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505 792 8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.